You are listening to Making It in the Toy Industry, episode number nine. Welcome to Making It in the Toy Industry, a podcast for inventors and entrepreneurs like you. And now your host, Ajelle Wade. Hey there, toy people, Ajel Wade here, and welcome back to another episode of Making It in the Toy Industry. This is a weekly podcast brought to you by thetoycoach.com. Now make sure you sign up for the Toy Coach Insiders newsletter to get new episodes emailed to you week by week. For today's episode, I'm going to get into full-on teacher mode and teach you guys all about the top toy companies that you should know. I have met too many inventors with great toy and game ideas who are simply going after the wrong manufacturing partner. Pitching a great idea to the wrong partner is the same as pitching it to a brick wall. The only upside is the practice you're getting on delivering the pitch itself. So today, we're going to focus our attention on learning about six top toy and game companies that you should know. Some of these companies love inventors, which you'll see is pretty evident by their history of highly successful inventor toys and games. And some of these companies are just known for innovating their categories, introducing new forms of play, new packaging formats, and inspiring whole industry trends. So for today, I want you to take away three things. Number one, I want you to learn about the top toy companies in the industry today who they are, where they came from, and what makes them so great. Number two, I want you to gain an understanding of which companies have a positive history of working with inventors, and then I'll arm you with enough information so you can submit your toy ideas directly to them if they have that option available. Number three, I want you to have a light bulb moment. And I don't mean an idea, but I want you to realize what you don't know. And what I'm thinking you may not know is your potential licensee, which is the company that you might partner with to manufacture your toy. You need to know these guys inside and out so that you can understand what makes them stand up in a pitch meeting and say, oh yeah, that's a great idea and we need that. With all that said, let's get started. First company up to talk about is Hasbro. Hasbro is one of the most successful toy companies today. In 1926, they were known as the Hassenfeld Brothers and started by making hat liners and pencil box covers out of fabric remnants. Eventually, they expanded into pencil boxes and all school supplies, and then in World War II, started into toys with air raid kits and medical play sets. So Hasenfeld did well hitting on opportunities as they came, but finally they had their first big toy hit with the iconic Mr. Potato Head in 1952. Now that toy actually became the very first TV advertised toy, and their hits just didn't stop there. In 1963, the company, now known as Hasbro, released their next hit G.I. Joe action figures, and then in 1967, they released another classic toy, Light Bright, which is still around today. So for a long time, Hasbro's strengths were in boy properties, but with releases like My Little Pony and Littlest Pet Shop, Hasbro proved that they could hold their own in the girl aisle. 
Now, over the years, Hasbro's acquired some of the most popular toy lines, including Furby, Nerf, Play-Doh, Easy Bake Oven, game products like Scrabble, Battleship, Candyland, and Monopoly. So today, Hasbro is primarily known in the industry as a leader in licensed action figures and family games. Okay, so let's talk about how Hasbro feels about inventors. Hasbro is one of the big toy companies that truly values inventor ideas. They attend and support Chicago Toy and Game Week every year. And they even have an entire website where you can submit your ideas. I will definitely link to that site in the show notes, but just so you know, it's spark.hasbro.com. In an interview on Inc.com, Brian Chapman, who is the president and head of global design and development at Hasbro, said, quote, we look all around the world to find inventors who can bring us ideas, and we solicit ideas from our consumers, end quote. So what you can gather from this information is that Hasbro is looking to partner with inventors like you. You know from their history in toys that they're open to all categories with a specific track record in making boys' toys and family games absolute runaway hits. Based on what Chapman said about soliciting ideas from their consumers, I would implore you to do a dive into review sites like Amazon.com, maybe Target.com, and read what customers are saying about Hasbro's existing products. And reading some of these consumer comments are going to give you hints on how to improve your toy ideas or change your toy pitches so that they're directed at solving a problem that Hasbro currently has with their consumers. Hasbro is likely already aware of these comments, but if you come in with a solution, they are going to listen. Now, the next toy company that we want to talk about is Mattel. Mattel started out selling picture frames and furniture for dollhouses in 1945. Their first successful toy was the Ookadoodle, an adorable playable ukulele with a music box inside. But we cannot talk about Mattel without talking about the doll that they are known across the globe for, and that is the creation of Barbie in 1959. Now, Barbie is one of the most popular and recognizable toy lines of all time. And it all started in 1959 when Ruth Handler, a Mattel executive, wanted to create something other than a baby doll for her kids because her kids like to pretend their dolls were doing adult things, like having jobs and playing mom. So the doll was obviously a huge success. At this point, Barbie is one of the most recognizable cultural toy icons. She has won fashion awards, toady awards, and Barbie even has a whole media empire of movies and TV shows. Mattel established themselves as the leader of the girls' aisle with brands like Barbie, Polly Pocket, and later when they acquired American Girl. But they are also known for a breakout hit in the boys' aisle, and that's Hot Wheels. This brand of die-cast cars teeters between toy and collectible even today. 
Mattel continues to make efforts to break out of the norm, starting with the introduction of plus-size Barbies to the 2019 release of Creatable World, which is a genderless line of fashion dolls that promotes label-free self-expression. The doll's bodies are not suggestive of any particular gender, and even more impressive to me, the packaging is teal and yellow, which is a far cry from the industry norm of primarily pink boxes in the fashion doll category. This change invites boys and girls alike to enjoy a play pattern that was traditionally reserved for the girls' fashion doll category. Okay, okay, so how does Mattel feel about inventors? You're thinking, Agel, I have this great doll, and I think Mattel would love it, so I want to know how do they feel about inventors? Well, I'm happy to report that much like Hasbro, Mattel loves inventors. They, too, have a standalone site called MyMattelIdeas.com where you can submit your products directly, but they also attend and support Chicago Toy and Game Week to meet inventors like you. So if your product matches the recent mission statement of Mattel, maybe you're a girl-focused inventor and you have an idea with this out-of-the-box twist, then I would suggest focusing your pitch efforts specifically on Mattel. The next company we're going to talk about is MGA. Now, not many people know this, but MGA was founded in 1979, and it actually stands for Micro Games America Entertainment because they used to, in fact, sell small games like Nintendo handheld games. But now, with an abbreviated name and a new brand identity, MGA is known for creating groundbreaking popular products and have gone head-to-head in competition with Mattel. Now, they are a newer company, you know, in relation to Hasbro and Mattel, but they have some seriously well-known and award-winning products like LOL Surprise. MGA created Bratz dolls in 2001. They were totally different from other fashion dolls available with sassy outfits based on current trends, big heads, and really outrageous stylish makeup. And in 2005, Bratz was the first doll line ever to have more sales than Barbie. After arguments in court, fighting over the IP of Bratz with Mattel, MGA decided to focus their attention on new brands. First, Lala Loopsie, and eventually, LOL Surprise. And that effort was not wasted. In 2016 and 2017, LOL Surprise was the number one toy for the year until November. MGA latched on to popular trends like texting acronyms, unboxing surprises, mix-match fashion, mini dolls, and just rolled them all up into one big blowout hit. And if you don't know, MGA was recently awarded Toy of the Year in 2019. So let's talk about it. How does MGA feel about inventors? Honestly, MGA is not known for their work with inventors. They tend to keep their projects very tight-lipped within their company. However, if you are an inventor looking to make it in the industry, especially in the girls' market, you should definitely study and take notes from what MGA creates, when they launch, and how they market it. So the next company we're going to talk about is 
Spin Master. Spin Master was founded in 1994 by three college friends who had a funny idea for Earth Buddies, which was a pantyhose filled with grass seeds and soil. If you watered it, grass would grow. It would look like hair, similar to a Chia Pet. They started with just $10,000 of startup money, and they're now a major player in the toy biz. Now, most people in the industry better remember Spin getting their start with Tech Deck, It was a series of mini-adventure sports gear for your fingers. They had skateboards and BMX bikes and ramps, so you could do all these like fun finger jumps. Now, Spin Master is known as one of the new companies that really focuses on innovation. In 2016, Spin Master launched Hatchimals, and they blew up. Retail buyers couldn't keep them on the shelves. Hatchimals are these cute little creatures reminiscent of the Furby play pattern that can like learn and communicate with you. Now, the main difference between Hatchimals and Furby is that these characters actually hatch out of an egg in real time. Once you start up the toy, a mechanism magically starts to reveal the toy inside the egg. Spin Master is also really heavy in entertainment toy properties, some of which are IPs they developed in-house and that they own. Now, some of their entertainment-based toy lines are Paw Patrol, PJ Masks, Angry Birds, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So if you're an inventor with a mechanism that could work for one of these licenses, you might consider updating the illustration of that toy that houses your mechanism to fit one of these properties as part of your pitch. So you must be wondering, how does one of the most innovative new toy companies feel about inventors? Well, Spin loves inventors. And I say this not just because of research, but because of what friends of mine at Spin have told me. In 2019, in an interview by ShyTag.com with a Spin Games team, Dougal Grimes stated that the company's openness to new ideas is what sets them apart from others. Dougal continues to say, Quote, we have cultivated an amazing community of more than 200 inventors around the world, and we pride ourselves on being very collaborative with these brilliant and talented people, end quote. And my friend, you should be a part of that amazing community. Spin Master attends events like Chicago Toy and Game Week to meet with inventors and hear new ideas, but also works with representatives to review and select inventor submissions. The next toy company we're going to talk about is Goliath Games. Now, Goliath Games was founded in 1980 in the Netherlands with a North American division located in Plano, Texas. It's always been a family-owned business and continues to be so until this day. You may know some of their iconic products like Pop the Pig, Doggy Doo, and Gooey Louie, but they also manufacture puzzles, crafts, and activity toys. So in 2014, Goliath bought Pressman Toys and acquired Jax in 2017. That's J-A-X, not Jax Pacific. And Goliath has a number of other acquisitions that span from the U.S. to France and even Australia. So Goliath is well known for their kid-focused family games, such as Kids Know Best, a trivia game with separate sets of questions for kids and parents to keep everyone in the family engaged, and an inventor item called Doggy Doo. That's right. 
Doggy Doo was a game brought to Goliath by inventor Bruce Lund, who first intended to make a game that taught kids how to take care of their dog. When Doggy Doo hit shelves in Europe in 2010, it was a smash hit, taking Top Toy of the Year, and the game has since been redesigned, the pieces made rounder, the box illustration made funnier, but the inventor mechanism remains the same. So, how does Goliath feel about inventors? Well, Goliath Games has a history of being very open to working with inventors. In fact, if you go to the Goliath website right now and you scroll all the way to the bottom of the page, click on the link that says Inventor Relations. From there, you can fill out a form to describe and submit your own toy or game concept. You're welcome, toy people. I've got you. But don't worry if you're not ready to submit your idea just yet. Just know that Goliath is another company who meets with inventors during Chicago Toy and Game Week and are even key sponsors for the event. Now, I just want to toss in a tip here. I want you to take a look at the types of games that do really well for this company. You're going to notice that you see a lot of them are mechanism-based, really simple mechanisms, but this is fantastic news for inventors like you. Make sure you're branding your mechanisms to fit their family fun style and you'll increase your chances of a successful pitch meeting. And the last toy company that we are going to talk about today is Funko. Funko was started in 1998 by a toy collector who couldn't find the toys that he really wanted. So he decided to make them himself starting with bobbleheads of popular figures like Austin Powers characters, the Grinch, and Tony the Tiger. But now, Funko has a popular line of adorable pop vinyl figures, most of which are based around pop culture characters and icons. While most toy companies have a few super popular lines of toys, Funko has had over 13 thousand products and over 1,000 licenses for pop culture figures. They are experts at coming up with an idea, creating it with a quick turnaround, and discontinuing it if it's no longer selling. Now, Funko also does special releases for products called Chase Variants. Collectors go crazy over the variations that the company produces at a limited quantity. Some of the variations are just a change of color or material, while others are more noticeable. But the variations can sell for a lot more than the toy's original price. Funko is also different in the way that they have products that are targeted both towards kids and adults, towards people who want to play with the toys or just collect them. So you might be wondering, how does Funko feel about inventors? Well, Funko does not currently formally accept inventor submissions. They do have a relatively new games division since their acquisition of Forrest Prusan Creative in 2019. Forrest Prusan was actually an inventor group that licensed games and products to a ton of toy companies like Spin Master, Ravensburger, Mattel, Wonderforge, and so many more. So with that acquisition, Funko really has their own built-in inventor studio and likely won't be looking for inventor submissions anytime soon. But if you are an inventor and you have an idea for a collectible, you have got to be studying what Funko is doing. 
They have perfected the art of collectibles, and you can learn a lot from watching their product release strategy, the packaging design that they do, their themes, and the variants they choose to release year after year. Okay, toy people, so those are the six top toy companies that I wanted to talk to you about today. Remember, as an inventor, it is very important that you study the field that you are playing in. While I do want you thinking outside of the box and being creative and coming up with your own way to do dolls and action figures and collectibles, I also want to make sure that your inventions are rooted in the realities of today's toy market and meeting the needs of either your end consumers or the toy companies you're pitching to. You must understand who the big players are, what their price points are, how big their market is, and how they communicate with that market to know what makes them so successful. Nothing will end a pitch meeting faster than the moment a company realizes that you don't understand their target demographic. Okay, so really quick, let's recap on the things that I told you in the beginning that I wanted you to learn, and hopefully you've learned today. One, you've learned about some top toy companies in the industry today, who they are, where they came from, and what makes them so great. Two, you learned which toy companies have a history of working with inventors and how you can pitch to them. Three, you've hopefully realized if you need to dig deeper into researching and understanding the target demographic of the companies you plan to pitch to. Do you need to revise your product concept a bit to fit their needs? Well, with most of us home right now, it might be the perfect time to revisit your product ideas and make sure that they're designed to pitch to the companies that you're going after. I want to thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I know you have so many options of podcasts that you can listen to, so it means the world to me that you chose this one. I would love it if you would subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already and leave us a review on iTunes. Honestly, waking up to a new review alert really puts a huge smile on my face and re-energizes me for the week ahead. So please leave a review if you haven't already. Now, next week, I have a super special episode for you filled with a ton of actionable information. I really can't wait to share that episode with you. And I don't want to give too much away, but all I have to say is get your pitch presentations email ready, inventors. So until next week, I hope you're able to work from home, that you're able to spend some time with your family, that you all stay safe and healthy. So until we meet again next week, I'll see you later, toy people. Thanks for listening to Making It in the Toy Industry podcast with Agile Wade. Head over to thetoycoach.com for more information, tips, and advice. Hey, are you an aspiring toy inventor or toy entrepreneur? Then you should check out Toy Creators Academy, the first of its kind online program designed to help you develop and pitch your toy ideas. Head over to toycreatorsacademy.com to learn more.